Hello and welcome to the Flix Forum podcast where each episode we go back and we look at a Netflix original film in the order of release. This episode we have Netflix 267th film from 2020. It's the action comedy The Sleepover. Directed by Trish Seal, it stars Sadie Stanley, Maxwell Simpkins, Ken Marino, Creed Cacino, Lucas J, Carla Souza, Anuka Okami, Eric Griffin, Joe Manganiello, and Malin Ackerman. I'm Jesse. I'm your host. I'm here to give you this episode on this Netflix original film. As always, if uh, you're keen to check this film out, haven't seen it, this will have spoilers in it. So give us a pause and come back a little bit later on because we kick the show off with The Fast Flicks, where we do a quick little summary of what the film is all about. So this one, it's about a sleepover that goes wrong when two siblings and their friends have to try and save their kidnapped parents. Yes, this is a family family film. Um, I wasn't expecting that coming into it, but um, yeah, so this one's one that you can probably chuck on um, to sit with your sort of uh, middle-aged kids, I guess. Not not real young kids, but, but I think there'll be quite a, a bit of enjoyment from a, a wide range of, of kids in this one. We do like to have a look at how this ended up on Netflix. So um, I guess we go back to August of 2019 where um, the the cast was announced um, and production started in that same month. The actual script by Sarah Rothschild was included on the blacklist, uh, which we've covered before on the show with other films, but it's that annual survey of the most liked motion picture screenplays that are yet to be produced. So was on that list. This one was filmed in and around Boston and Hanover, Massachusetts in America. Obviously, it hit Netflix on the 21st of August, 2020. It has a tagline. The tagline for this one is, to rescue their parents, they need to get a clue. Ooh, they need to get a clue, um, as in they need to follow some clues and probably get a little bit of a clue about what life's all about too. Around the world, in um, translations around the world for this film, in Portuguese, this is called... Um, it had two titles. So one was Pajama Mission. So uh, this is obviously in that title. We, we have sleepover in the English language, but it's also called A Crazy Night. In uh, French and Spanish, it's called The Night We Saved Mum. <laughs> I find that one uh, very interesting because that one actually gives away um, quite a lot of the plot for this film. In Hungarian, it's uh, called Night with Surprises. Not bad. In Italian, it's Mum's Last Shot. So again, um, brings in a bit more about the mum and a bit of a spoiler uh, for this film. In Polish, it's called Night Adventure. Russian, it's called What a Night. In Chinese, it's called Midnight Rescue. Turkish, it's called Surprise Night. And in Vietnamese, it's called Mother's Last Mission. So a few of those titles include the word mum, mother. Um, Big spoiler from me, really, I guess, uh, if you're going to put that in the title. This uh, was nominated for some work, for some awards. Um, it did win Best Music Supervision for a TV movie at the Guild of Music Supervisors Awards and was also put on that 2021 reframe narrative and animated feature list that we, we see quite often. Um, what are the critics and audiences saying about this film? So on Rotten Tomatoes, it sits at a 67% on 21 reviews, so that is actually fresh. Um, the audience has it even a little bit higher. It's 74%. That's on more than 100 ratings. Um, it's at a 5.7 out of 10 on IMDb. Not too bad. That's on about 12,000 ratings. Letterboxd, our film-loving uh, society, a little bit lower at 2.3 out of 5 on nearly 7,500 people. It's been logged by about 11,000, though. This does have a rating on Metacritic. On Metacritic, it sits on a 46 out of 100 on 9 critic reviews. So that's in the yellow in the middle band. And then if we look at the audience, it sits at a 4.9 out of 10 on 7 reviews. So also in that yellow middle band. Netflix, they gave me a percentage match for this one. They said I had a 59% chance of matching and enjoying this film. So let's lead into my early thoughts. Did I enjoy this film? Uh, 
you know, the, the opening scenes of this film really concerned me. Um, I don't think I was prepared for like a lame kitty movie style slog of a film. However, after those few opening moments, I really got into it. And I think, you know, it's quite a good family film. So um, some positivity from me. Let's talk about the characters in this one. So uh, Clancy, I guess, is the daughter. She's our main character. Um, she's this cellist, um, musical instrument. She's really good at it, but she's got stage fright. Um, and in the same way, she's sort of scared to open up to her mother a bit about her ambitions and her desires, I guess, as a teenager, you know, such as wanting her own mobile phone. Um, she has this crush on this guy called Travis, but this this crush uh, really had nothing to do with the narrative. It was just sort of put in there so that she had this love interest, I guess. So um, very minimal from Travis in this one. Um, Kevin, he's his uh, little brother. Kevin is sort of, um, we see him at school. He's the, the ditzy sort of class clown, loves to talk, um, loves to tell a story, sort of lets his imagination get the better of him at times. Uh, and, and this sort of means that, you know, he doesn't really participate in real life because of this imaginative side of him. So I guess part of this film is a bit about him coming out of his shell, um, as well as his friend Lewis, who uh, we see comes over for a sleepover. Because Lewis is also he's like this uptight kid who's overprotected by his mother. He's almost got this allergy to life, um, including not being able to control his bladder, which I guess will add to some uh, humorous moments in this film. Um, Mim, we, we meet Mim. Mim is Clancy's best friend. She's obsessed with social media, so it's just so each of the siblings have a, a best friend for their adventure together, I guess. Um, Margot, the mum, Margot. If we see Margot, she sort of volunteers at the kids' school. Um, she plays that hard line as a parent because she uh, wants to always know what her kids are up to. Um, but we sort of find out, as sort of mentioned in some of those spoiler titles, that she's been in witness protection because she's actually a master thief. Ooh. The dad, the dad's Ron. Uh, Ron's oblivious uh, to anything that's going on in his wife's uh, previous life. He's a pastry shop owner. Uh, sort of reminds me a bit of those stereotypical useless dads. Uh, he provides a lot of humor in the film though, so he's there for a reason. Uh, a few other side characters. Leo, we meet along the way. Margot's uh, ex-love interest, who she was involved in seedy crimes with. Uh, he's the one that sort of is trying to convince her to do this one last heist. Um, and then Henry's the other sort of character I see who's this, um, is the, the family's witness protection connection. Really a pretty pointless role um, other than that. So the director, Trish C, uh, actually got some big films under her belt. Pitch Perfect 3, um, one of the Step Up sequels, I think it was Step Up, All In, a few music videos for the band OK Go. So a bit of a, a good little catalogue there of work. Let's talk about some scenes. What are some scenes in this one that I enjoyed? Because there are a few, um, and I'll probably go through a few of them. So for me, I think um, I liked... Margot, the mother, I liked her response to Kevin's bullies, her son's bullies, when she's helping out at the school. Um, you know, she sort of says to him, and this is probably a clue um, early on about her actual identity, because she's like, I'm going to, you know, find out who your parents are. I'm going to cut the brake lines in their car and those sorts of lines. So that was, that was a good little yeah intro to her as a character. Lewis, um, Lewis, who's uh, Kevin's friend, he gets dropped off at Kevin's house for a sleepover. And his mum sort of um, drops him off and sort of talks about him wetting his pants in the bed. And, and Kevin's dad... Um, you know, Ronnie's sitting there sort of trying to reassure him, you know, it's okay, it happens to me too. And Lewis's mum's response is like, you should probably get your prostate checked. I thought that was a quite funny little response. Um, Henry he reveals the truth um, about their mum to the kids. So he's that witness protection connection. And, um, you know, just funny, the kids sort of losing the plot, especially Kevin about, you know, um, the idea that maybe they're Canadian. So some little um, anti-Canadian sentiments, um, you know, the, the idea of questioning if, um, you know, Kevin is his real name. And then um, they tie Henry up with Christmas lights, a, a bit of a Home Alone sort of reference. So that was funny. Uh, Leo's introduction where we meet him and he's walked straight up to Margot, kisses her while Ron's just like sitting there watching or standing there. And it's just, he's just like, you know, this is just great. <laughs> Plus like all those other jokes about 
uh, Leo having his arms out and not being able to find his sleeves because he's showing his muscles off all the time. I thought that was funny. The, the kids, uh, when they find Margot's secret lab with all their weapons and stuff, and Kevin accidentally sets off the lever, which, you know, reveals it all, and the door sort of rolls away, and we see him sort of just lying on this cool car. Uh, that was cool. I think uh, Ron's, the idea of Ron getting motion sickness in the car, and he's, like, talking about having to swallow it, <laughs> that made me laugh. Um, Kevin uh, swimming away on uh, Mim's back when they have to evacuate this boat to get away, and he, like, sort of says, oh, I felt boob on my back, and the boys are sort of, like, you know, laughing because they're that immature sort of uh, level. And then we just get this laugh straight away from... Um, um, <laughs> his friend Lewis's underwear going off because they'd been in the bay water and he's like oh must have malfunctioned must have malfunctioned um <laughs> so that was funny uh Ron's French accent performance made me giggle a bit as well as when he uh, sort of um accidentally touches that sedative uh, that's on uh that's on Margot's hand and then you know he like wretches and he vomits everywhere all over the lady with the crown and then he's tied up and he's still farting and talking about you know thinking it's coming out both ends I uh, don't usually like fart humor but those ones um made me laugh uh, Lewis sort of takes a stance and says, you know, I'm going to challenge myself to do something. And he's like, I'm going to climb through that window. And then we just get these multiple shots of him not being able to do it. That was funny. Uh, Kevin has, he finds his laser pen in Margot's sort of uh, secret hideout. And then at the end of the film, he uses it in this car chase and just sort of taking out stuff down the road with the explosions. And, and his dad's like, you know, it's okay. We'll leave a note. I thought that was funny. Um, Mim, in the, at the end, Mim sort of calls Kevin a hero and he's like really chuffed about it. And he like goes in for a kiss and he gets rejected. That's good. And I, I really like the end credits. Um, they gave us the audience all these updates on where everyone was at after this film. And, you know, this idea of um, we start the film off with Kevin failing his oral presentation because it's full of, you know, it's like a, a remake of the Martian film. And it's sort of like, you know, he still fails it because he actually, even though he actually told the truth this time because of the adventures they go on, uh, the idea of Clancy going to school and, and calling Travis and stay in touch with him every day even if she has to use her roommate's phone because her mum still doesn't let her have her phone and, and you know Leo in jail um, and ripping off his sleeves with his orange jumpsuit I thought they were all good I thought they were a good way to close this film um, what are some things that didn't stand out or I didn't like I think there's this scene of um, Clancy at the start in band practice showing us she's good at, at music and she gets this typical pump up from the teacher about how good she is and they sort of finished it off their conversation with this weird coordinated handshake I just thought that was weird from teacher and the only other thing, there's this scene, which I think some people probably like, but for me, no good. Um, Kevin's in the bathroom talking to himself in the mirror, and then he breaks into this dance, which is sort of recorded by the bullies. Not only would the bullying happen in the movie, but also this poor kid in real life, the actor, like, I don't know, it just it didn't work for me. Um, yeah, um, apologies for that. Some themes, some ideas. What's, what's this film trying to say? I think there's the idea of growing up, the idea of freedoms and responsibilities and, and privileges of being a teenager and, and working that balance between parents and and participating in the real world as well the dangers a bit about social media the dangers of bullying as well as like your location data and what that can reveal um, because that's how they actually get found out by the you know because of social media we've got the idea to a family like respecting each other in your family admiring each other's quirks and each other's qualities and positives and and teamwork too you got to work together um you know believe in yourself your own attributes your own positive things so i like that as well um what I take away from this film, this is just an interesting fact that I saw um, Sadie Stanley, who plays Clancy in this film, she's the voice of Kim Possible from the, the Disney Channel animated series. I thought that was cool. That, that gave me a smile. Um, we often have a, a moment where we go, cool, did we jump on IMDb to check anyone out? Is there anyone that we didn't um, notice or, or think we knew? For me, uh, Margot, I, I, um, played by Marlon Ackerman. Such a familiar face. Um, she's in the Rampage film uh, with The Rock. She's in the Harold and Kumar movies. She's just been in a whole bunch of stuff. So just a real familiar face uh, for me. 
any questions, any ponderings, any ideas for this one for me? I think, um, you know, I just, my question is, I guess, is the admiration for, you know, everyone really likes Margot's cool ninja skills in her, her battles. And is this sort of like, I don't know, um, ideal, idolizing her, her criminal activities and her criminal work? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Because it's not like, it doesn't have a clear message. I guess, it, well, you know, she wants to step away from it to focus on her family. But the idea of being a cool criminal um, was sort of pushed a little bit in this film, I guess. Um, and then that leads into, like, why did Margot give up on, on her life of, crime like what did she gain by doing that because you know what consequences did the criminals in this movie actually face i think we see that margot gets that happy family life um and we do see that leo gets locked up but you know it's i guess it's just meant to be a fun family movie (laughs) i'm probably thinking about this too much um like the family too you know there's a lot of secrets in this family and are there any um you know times where this is justified i don't know i'm not sure i don't i feel like as you know if my wife was a undercover or in witness protection because she, she was a criminal i probably want to know and that's probably something you should be able to trust um to your husband too uh and then lewis lewis i gotta talk about lewis there's this moment where his life sort of flashes before his eyes um when he realizes his life's been boring I mean, what, what's holding Lewis back in reality? I mean, is it his mum? Is it because his mum's so overprotective? Possibly, possibly. Poor little Lewis. Um, I felt bad for him. All right, ready to wrap this up. Give the film a rating out of five for me. I mean, it really surprised me in the end, I think. It's an enjoyable family film. Got a few funny moments, some decent character arcs. Probably recommend this for like a rainy day when you sort of need something to entertain the kids and as long as you're sort of watching it with them too, I think. I don't think this is one that you'd leave for kids to watch by themselves. So... Giving this a three out of five. Pretty uh, pretty high score for me. We're on socials. We've got Instagram, Facebook, and uh, X, formerly known as Twitter. The question I want to put out there was like, does your family have any secrets? Do, do your family, is there any, you know, have they been part of any witness protection programs or, or anything that, you know, if, if it leaked, um, you know, they got any royal blood or anything like that? I don't know. I, I'm struggling with this one. I th- you know, this is just meant to be a, you know, sort of coming of age, growing up sort of film. So um, that's the question for this week. As always, uh, we're back next week. We've got a, another film from 2020 next week. It's the Indian Hindi language crime thriller called Class of 83. This one's directed by Atul Sabhawal and stars Bobby Deol. So give that one a watch. Uh, join me next week to hear about that one. But as always, uh, thanks for listening along this one and I'll see you next week.